Welcome back to another podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Voiles, and I'm here with Dr. John Gerlock. And today we're going to be discussing Romans 8.28. Now, this is probably a verse or a scripture that you might see on a coffee mug. I mean, you'll probably, if you walk into Mardell's, you'll probably see it's very popular. And John, just for the listener today, why is that? Yeah, it's such a big verse. When you think about the verse, and let me just read it, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. I mean, I think it's really just a great encouraging verse. It's a powerful verse that mm. reminds us about some truths about God. Um, you know, everybody goes through hard times. Uh, that whole all things, you yeah. know, we go through all kinds of things. And so it just gives us some good reminders that God is with us. He knows what's going on. It's uh, it's a verse that comforts people. It's a, uh-huh. a verse that encourages people. It assures people. So it's a powerful, good verse. I mean, it's just a one of those verses that um, God uses in a lot of people's lives in a really good way. Yeah. Do you feel like sometimes, um, you know, you hear that, and sometimes I feel like when people are kind of going through the dark times that it could be I don't want to say inappropriate, but maybe misused. Yeah, I think I think definitely. I've, I've heard it lots of times where the verse is used to try to encourage somebody. But, yeah. you know, when somebody's gone through a tragedy, it, it's I, I would just say a warning to everybody. <laughs> and the warning is, yeah, this verse yeah. is true. God does work in all things for good. He brings good out of bad. And we're going to dive into that a little bit later yeah. more. But the reality is what somebody needs in the moment is they just need somebody's presence with them. That's they good. need empathy. They need yeah. love. They need compassion. It, you know, they're not, it's not the right time. It's yeah. just not the right time. I so understand. It, it has hurt people. Now it's not, it's because it's been misused, not because the verse is a hurtful verse or anything. It's that we need to walk with people sometimes, not, I think people want to think that helps people. Let me uh-huh. give you the truth. Yes, but you gotta you gotta realize just the sensitivity of that, and and to use God's word appropriately and sensitively, yeah. in, a, in a good way. Why do you think that you know you you hear scriptures like you know Philippians four thirteen, and, and this one is is a big one, and I think a lot of times like in the sports world, people use that kind of as like a genie type. God can you know help me through anything and. I can make this touchdown, that type of thing. But again, I think there's a parallel to this scripture too. Um, Why do you think it's so easy to be misunderstood? Like, if we can go deeper into that. Yeah, let's let's kind of dive into what I think is misunderstood. Uh, One big thing is it is not saying that everything's the will of God. Sometimes I hear people say, "Well, it's all God's will." Yeah, they got killed in the plane crash. It's God's will. Well, everything is not God's will. I mean, we have examples in the Bible where it says Jesus um, wept over Jerusalem. Right. Well, if it's God's will, why is Jesus weeping over Jerusalem and, and their rebellion against God? Uh, it's not God's. It's not all God's will. It's yeah. part of this. It's part of people's struggle with evil and suffering, and that God allows things. Kind of like a coping. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a coping thing, and so. It, it, it is not not everything is God's will. I mean, even God doesn't react like, well, you know, it says God grieved over the rebellion. Well, why does He grieve if well He He made it made them rebel? I yeah. mean, you know, so it's not there is some choice here, and 
I think it's kind of goes deep into the pain and suffering sure. uh, aspect of why there is that. Yes. Um, it does not say in this verse that all things are good. I mean, you know, it's kind of like, well, it's not a bad thing. All things are good. It's not saying all things are good. It's wow. saying yeah. things are bad. Racism, crime, murder, hate. None of those things are going to be good. Uh-huh. And it doesn't say that all things are going to work out good for everybody. It's kind of like you said earlier, you know, kind of that, hey, it's all going to be good. Yeah. God says it's all going to be good. Well, it's only for those who love him. Interesting. Interesting. You know, so it's very specific about that. It's a promise for followers of Jesus. And then it doesn't really say everything happens for a reason. Um, it... <laughs> You know, there's things that happen in this world because it's a broken, sinful, yes. Satan's at work. There's just some things that happen, and God does not intend that, but he does give us free choice. Um, yeah. I, I read something this week, and this um, this is going to be interesting. I wasn't even planning on talking about this, but uh, Ricky Gervais, yep. the comedian, made this comment about why he's an atheist. And he said, I'm an atheist because why would I pray to a God to find my keys when he didn't do anything about the Holocaust? Oh. And I went, whoa. And that's where some people get stuck. Yes. And I think it relates to this verse. It's kind of like, I think God should fix everything. There should be no pain or something. Yes, yes. And the reality is we live in a sinful, broken world. God, you know, God... When God got finished creating the world, there were there were no, not going to be funerals. There yes. was not going to be a holocaust. There was not going to be a pandemic. There was not going to be pain. But then sin entered the world, yeah. and it became a broken world. So does God, why does, you know, it gets into that whole thing. Why doesn't God fix it? Well, God does give us free choice, and that's, a lot of people struggle with that whole process. Yeah. I think I've had so many conversations with friends that I know that are atheists or agnostic, and they totally, I mean, by nature, they're very intelligent people, and so they're the ones that can take apart the clock and put it back together. Yeah. You know, if they, don't, yeah. if they don't understand it, then they don't believe it. Right. And so, but I think you're right. They forget about choice, and that to me is and that's how my parents explained to me that's one of the things that I understand God is like wow he loves us so much he's given us choice to walk away even though he died on the cross for me you know that's that's true love and so John if there was someone that asked you about this scripture what is one thing that you would want them to know about this verse yeah I think there's some great things to know that and I think the big one is that God brings purpose into pain that we we experience in life and it's that God sees this evil injustice pain suffering and he says I'm going to bring some good out of that bad it is bad it yes. is not he's got this verse is not calling everything good it is not all good there's a lot of bad but he takes what makes the world so wrong and he brings something good out of it and yeah. I think the good about that is it helps us realize that God truly is good because otherwise we get on a roller coaster of if things are going good, then God's good. If things are bad, then God must not care or he's bad. And it gets you off that just to go, God is good. He even takes a bad situation and tries to bring some good out of it. He didn't cause the bad. Right. He didn't make the bad. Uh, sin did that. Brokenness did that. Satan may have done that. And so he will 
he will help us, help us grow. He will, I mean, he kind of never wastes the hurt yeah. kind, of, kind of mode. What do you think the, the overall, you know, bottom line is to this topic? Well, I think, I think the key thing, I'd go back to just the verse itself where it says, God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God. Those who love him. Yeah. So the key question to me is, do you love God? I mean, this is a big That's the million-dollar question. That is the yeah. big, big question, bottom line. We can talk about what it means, but the big deal is, okay, do you love God? And it's just interesting to me because people's journey, I've seen it, and I know, Jordan, you've seen it a lot too, where someone has gone through a difficult time and it's caused them to turn their back on God. Yeah. And suffering and pain can do that. Hey, I've gone through this terrible thing, so therefore I, you know, turn my back on God. But it really is to realize that God is truly good. He, His plan was not for any of this to happen. Hmm. But when sin entered, he said, okay, for this point, it's your choice. You have a choice. So do you love God? And I just say to people that are listening, if you've had, if someone's at the place where they're struggling with that, yeah. I don't know if I can love God because of this thing that happened. Yeah. Um, I would just say, you know, you, you to dig into this verse because this verse reminds us that God is truly good. He knows he cares and he will bring good from the bad. That's so good. John, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, and for the listener, I pray that you just took John's words and just placed them in your heart because truly, if you love God, all things are going to work out for the good. Uh, thank you for being with us today. John, thank you so much. Uh, we're so glad to have you again, and we hope to see you next week. God bless.